What's up? Welcome to Adori. It's the podcast where I talk about whatever I want to in terms of K-pop happenings and music. This week, we are covering some new groups in the making, a group disbanding, and a contract termination, and some more stuff too, including a shiny comeback. It's, it's a bit of a crazy episode, to be honest. Then at the end of the episode, I also have a really, really, really cool announcement about my show that could involve you, my listener, so stay tuned for that. I'm so excited, and I really hope that that announcement works out the way. I hope it does. So it's been two weeks since my last episode and it's really, really fun to be recording again. I took a few weeks of a break because of like Christmas and it was literally, it was literally so good. It was really great. I hope your Christmas was good if you celebrate Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, what did you get for Christmas? I hope you got stuff that you wanted. I got a few useful things. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with my stash. My favorite had to be this CD player that my parents got me because, you know, like K-pop fans, sometimes we really like collecting albums, but a lot of people don't really have, you know, CD players. So I asked my parents for that and they got me one. And it's so pretty because like it has these lights in the front where it has these rainbows that move with the beat of the music like it rises up and down in a rainbow spectrum. It's so pretty, you guys. I think it's pastel, but I can't tell. Anyway, so yeah, that's how my Christmas went. I really hope it went well for you. That would be awesome. Before we get into the show, I'm going to start doing this segment where I talk about what's been on my mind lately, sort of like just to settle us in, maybe get a little personal, I don't know, and just, allow you to not feel like I'm a total stranger talking in your ear. It'll be totally unscripted, so this is the first time we're gonna do it, so let's do it real quick right now. Today, I've been thinking quite a bit about mental toughness. And by mental toughness, I was watching this video today it's a trailer for season two of a show that I really, really like. It's, it's, a, it's a web show. It's on YouTube that someone is just making independently. Um, her name is Olivia DeAndrea, and she's literally my favorite YouTuber. She talks about growth and progress and just becoming the person that you want to become. And she takes it in a really realistic way perspective and she talks about it in a way that inspires you. There's something about her voice that just inspires you when she talks about what she really believes and what she really wants you to know and I really appreciate it. So her show is called The Glow Up Diaries. Please go check it out. This is not a sponsor. I'm literally just talking about something that I love. And in her trailer she talked about how the second season, which is coming out this coming Wednesday, she talked about mental toughness, being mentally tough. She said, she was talking about how she always wondered why she didn't care when she would choose the same wrong mistake over and over again. Like, you know, like in your head, you're like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. But in your heart, you feel like you don't care. And she's like, 
why didn't I care? And she says, it was because she had gotten used to being comfortable, too used to being comfortable, basically. And to get out of that, she had to become a different person completely. She had to choose to become a different person in order to get out of it. Not once you're out of it, you're going to be a different person. She had to choose in the moment, from now on, from now on I am a different person. And she said it was about becoming mentally tough about telling yourself your mind will adapt so you're going to choose to do this even though you don't really care in the moment and I just think there is a lot to that and I'm really glad that I heard it because today it helped me like even today after I first heard it to do some things that I really didn't want to and I'm really grateful for when I hear messages like that because they really change my life if I can remember those messages. So yeah, well, that's what I've been thinking about lately. Now that this small introductory segment is done, let's get on to the show. So we have quite a few comebacks, releases, debuts, and comeback announcements that happened over the last two weeks. Here's a spoiler, Shiny's back. <laughs> so before we get to that, we're going to go through a couple of big stories first, just to, you know, get through those and get them on our minds first. So let's go. So, I hope I don't butcher this name, Shin Sedong Tiger and Universal Music Group are making a new girl group. So, if you don't know who Shin Sedong Tiger is, his real name is Lee Ho Young, and to me, this whole cooperation between Lee Ho Young and Universal Music Group is a big deal because they're the biggest worldwide record label UMG is. And let me explain to you why I feel like this is really, really interesting to me. So if you don't know who Shin Sedong Tiger is, he's a producer in the K-pop scene who has put out a lot of really well-received songs for multiple groups, some older groups especially. Some gr girl group stuff that he's done are Exids Up and Down, I mean <laughs> EXID, but I just call it Exit, I'm sorry. Hyuna's Bubble Pop, Momoland's Boom Boom, and I think also he did BAM by Momoland. He's done stuff for Tiara, A-Pink, Beast, 4-Minute, BTOB, CLC, etc. And the reason why this is so interesting to me is because we have this producer here, Shin Sedong Tiger, who has done quite a lot of classic K-pop songs for many artists. And okay, we know K-pop isn't a genre, but there is a specific classic, almost older K-pop sound that is recognizable, like that is signature of K-pop. What I mean is K-pop 
did start out as a genre, more or less. It used to have somewhat of a specific sound. And now, and now K-pop is just every genre nowadays, as time has gone on. And although we in the K-pop fandom know K-pop doesn't have a specific sound anymore, when anyone else thinks of K-pop who isn't a K-pop fan, they think of what we call the classic older K-pop sound. And let's be honest, to locals, this classic K-pop sound has a bit of a stigma. When locals hear that sound, they don't think, oh, that's K-pop. They think, oh, that's the cheap, manufactured, shallow, and strange music K-pop. Like, that's what, they, that's what, that's what a lot of them think, because that's what they've grown up believing about K-pop, specifically um, Generation X and maybe a little bit of... Um, Gen Z. Oh wait, not Generation X. I mean, well, even them. Them, Millennials, and Gen Z. And to them, the old classic K-pop sound is what all of K-pop sounds like because they haven't really gotten into it for the most part. And a lot of Shin Sadong's more famous produced songs do have that sound. It Listen, I, I love that sound. I am not hating on it. I'm just talking about some public views of it that I'm aware of. And the reason I'm bringing this sound up is because I'm very well sure that Universal Music Group plans on making this group a worldwide one, not just one based in South Korea. Like, I'm dead sure, and I've even heard some places that this is allegedly the plan, that they plan to make it a very globally oriented girl group with a focus on the USA because isn't that what everyone's trying to do with literally every single new group nowadays? And isn't UMG, again, the biggest record label in the world, really, really well set up to do that? And my question is, are they going to decide to have the, cl the classic K-pop sound that Shin Sarong did so well? so many times in such a well-accepted way or are they going to go for a more westernized sound if they're going for because you know the rest of the world on the on the radio it does tend to lean more western sounding people all over the world listen to u.s music that's a lot of what they listen to when it comes to pop and so are they going to go for a more westernized sound if this is going to be like a globally oriented group with an emphasis on the US, likely? Because there is somewhat of a risk, I suppose, in having a worldwide group with the classic, with like, and making it have the classic K-pop sound because of the US stigma toward that sound who aren't in the K-pop fandom. But also, why team up with Shin Sadong if you aren't going to have him do something that he has really, really excelled in and done well in the past? And of course, it's not that Shin Sadong only does one sound. I'm just saying it's something that he's really got. And like, like he really does well with that. And I, I don't know. I don't know what I think is going to happen. Honestly, if it were up to me, I would focus on having this girl group have a signature sound of their own because like, and this is just me going out on a limb because that's what really is gonna give a new group longevity, I believe. When a group has their own signature sound that you can listen and be like, oh, that's this group. I, I've never heard the song, but I can tell it's from this group because they have a signature sound. I don't know why, but I've seen that be a predictor of longevity before, but that's just my thoughts. Tweet me your thoughts about this 
at Adori Podcast on Twitter because it's a super interesting topic to me, the globalization of K-pop and the directions that it can go. And I'd love to hear different thoughts about it, for sure. The first group I think of when the kick butt girl boss concept comes to mind in K-pop is CLC, 100%. They've given us classic girl boss bops, such as like Hobgoblin, No, Black Dress. If you want some powerful background music for when you're getting ready for like an event, a dance, the club, and you want to feel sharp, powerful and like you could literally kill anyone if you want to feel like that in a good way in a good way (laughs) clc is it it's like the first thing i think of they debuted in 2015 under cube entertainment they've got seven members and they bring it really hard they really do one of these members elki who is also a rising k-drama actress recently requested an immediate termination of her exclusive contract with Cube. So let's get into that. Elkie's law firm she's working with submitted a letter to Cube Entertainment on this last Friday, right? December 25th. The letter reads and cites the reasons for her leaving Cube and it states that her contract must be immediately terminated. The reasons cited in the letter are basically the almost industry norm at this point of poor treatment and neglect. In the letter, it says that Elki informed the law firm that Cube in February 2020 told, wait, so let me, let me restate this. In the letter, it says that Elki informed the law firm that Cube in February 2020 told CLC that they would no longer be supporting them in their development as a group. They also left Elki without any plans for her career, and their actions showed, according to Elki, that they were not planning to fulfill some of their contractual duties to her. Additionally, she cites that Cube Entertainment did not pay her in full for multiple things she did on her part of the contract, specifically money she had earned through her acting career was noted. The law firm also stated that Cube must pay her what she is owed within 15 days of the moment they received the letter. There were a few more details in the many translations that people have done of this letter, and you can you can easily find many of these translations online, but those were the biggest points made, I think. I am so happy, first of all, that she stood up for herself. I hear from CLC fans that the group has been through a lot of sketchy stuff due to Cube's management before, so I'm really happy to see something happening about it. I just really hope that they let the group go if that's what the rest of the members want. I just really hope that CLC in the future is put in a position where they can achieve their dreams in an environment and in a system that is positive and good for them, their mental health, and those around them. I hate to be the bringer of bad news, but... After about two years of inactivity, Gugudan is disbanding. 
They officially disbanded December 31st, and to be honest, I'm kind of relieved. I think a lot of us saw this coming somewhat, especially with the whole thing of them getting allegedly kicked out of their dorms by Jellyfish Entertainment, the company they were under. Something, something like needed to happen, you know what I mean? And being in a constant state of limbo, the fandom not knowing what's gonna happen next isn't good for the girls' mental health and stress levels, you know what I mean? I feel like we were all in the sort of a state of limbo not knowing what was gonna happen and when groups are in that position, it can be, I'm sure if I was in that position, it would be extremely stressful, especially when you're under the spotlight so much. So I'm glad at least something is happening and I just, I just hope this leads to good things in the future, for sure. The same day they disbanded, Hana, their leader, shared a really beautiful message with the fanbase talking about how her time with the group had been the most precious moments of her life. She also talked about how her fans affected her life and also how she's really going to miss them. So from now on, I just really hope that they have opportunities to do what they really really want with their life and with their dreams and with their aspirations and the way they want to pursue them. New East's member Aaron will be taking a temporary absence from all official group activities due to some trouble he's been having with anxiety lately. So I wish him luck on that and I really hope he gets the recovery period he needs. I'm really Okay guys, I'm really grateful that he was able to do this because I think we all know a few companies that would not allow their artists to take recovery breaks due to anxiety if, the, if it was asked of them. So again, I'm really grateful this worked out for him. I've seen companies like JYP do this multiple times. When I see it happening, I'm really, really glad because I feel like it's an improvement that needs to happen. I mean, we just covered CLC's members like feeling hurt because of neglect, because of poor management. And I'm not saying New East is getting perfect management. I'm just saying that this is an example, specifically in this case, where I'm guessing this was good. And I really hope that I can continue to see things happen like this more often in the future, especially when an artist is in the spotlight I mean, I have social anxiety. I'm sure I am not the only one with social anxiety. And I'm sure there's plenty of artists and K-pop idols who have such, and sometimes it can be seriously debilitating. And that's really hard to deal with when it's your job to be watched and when it's your job to be an example. And I have lots of opinions on whether or not idols should have to be an example to everyone ever, but you know what I mean. I'm really glad that he was able to get this period of recovery. I hope it's long enough. I hope it is good for him and I hope they continue to give him help when he needs it in um, the future. There have also been a few military updates on idols in the past two weeks. So, Infinite's Kim Myung-soo will start his military enlistment this year. And I'm really sad because whenever an idol goes out to the military, it's so sad. Then again, I really want to be really supportive because I know that this is a big point of honor for 
um, South Korean citizens. And I really hope that uh, it is a fulfilling experience for him and that he learns a lot and that he enjoys it. And even if he doesn't enjoy it, I hope that he finds situations where he is grateful that it happened. And I hope the fandom will fare well until he gets back and that they'll survive. <laughs> Exo's DO is coming back this month from his military leave. I'm super excited because I love EXO and I wonder if they're gonna have a comeback soon because of this like like not not that this is a clue for a comeback that but that they might do a comeback almost in honor of him coming back from the military I wonder I don't know if they will I don't know I don't know speaking of SM comebacks though shiny is back and it's a full member comeback and everything dude they they announced this during the time of the online sm concert they just recently had on new year's and i'm so excited about this you guys okay i'm not a shiny stan necessarily so because like i don't know a whole lot about them but of course like i love their stuff and i recognize them as leaders and legends in k-pop like dude if you haven't heard at least heard of shiny and you're in the k-pop fandom somewhere dude dude like who are you anyway like you exist like like that's a thing like you can be in the k-pop sphere and have never heard of shiny girl what like what <laughs> so far a comeback date has not been announced or anything but we know it's happening so i'm happy <laughs> my bets are on february being the comeback month personally I'm not betting any money. I'm broke. I'm just saying that. <laughs> it's literally been two years since the absolute K-pop royalty boys, Shiny, have done a comeback. And I am seriously so hyped to see what they do. Like, for real. Because, I mean, let's be real. This isn't going to be some run-of-the-mill boy group comeback. Now, now, comebacks take a lot of work, regardless of whether they're run-of-the-mill or whether you think they are or not. But... I mean, shiny, dude? Dude, shiny? I mean, at least... It, I, I know it's gonna be unexpected. Whatever they do, there's gonna be something unexpected. There's gonna be something new. There's gonna be an addition to the world of art. For real. And I'm so excited. Everything shiny does becomes legendary. I, 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 I'm so hyped. Another SM comeback in the works is Red Velvet. They're going to make a comeback soon, apparently, according to um, one of the main people in SM. I haven't heard when. I don't think they've said when, according to what I've most recently researched. I hope they'll tell us soon, because Red Velvet, like, they always deliver, sis. Like, okay, like, <laughs> I need to calm down about these comebacks, but... Seriously, Red Velvet never disappoints. I understand that some of their music is not to everyone's taste, but that's the thing. They have so many different concepts all the time. Like they have such a range and it is so fascinating. And I'm always hyped because I love when artists have tons of versatility. Yeah, in terms of skills, but also in terms of the types of concepts that they do. When an artist does a lot of the same general concept, it, it has its strengths, but it really catches my eye when an artist can do lots of concepts, but pulls them off all in different ways and all in really strong ways. It is incredibly impressive 
and very inspiring. <laughs> okay, I need to calm down. So, Gravity is also ha- I hope I said that right. Gravity is also having a comeback and that's going to be this month. Super excited about that. Additionally, Itzy will be releasing English versions of Not Shy, Wannabe, Icy, and Dala Dala, which are all of their like, you know, like lead songs. And that's going to be on January 22nd. Baekhyun just had a release of this song called Amusement Park. And I talked about that two weeks ago that he was going to do that. Guys, the lyrics are so sweet. Okay. I, I rewinded this like one part. And the lyric video like five times because it was just so cute and i don't mean I, i'm not sure if there's a real lyric video i was looking at a fan-made one but the music video itself is really warm and heartfelt feeling and it has like soft carnival carnival date vibes and i was definitely into it it has a gorgeous subtle bounce and such a soft dreamy feeling it's totally whimsical too it go check it out it's so cute so so cute so big hit japan announced on wednesday that they will be debuting a new boy group that includes some of the eliminated members from their recent survival show island this has a lot of people very excited I remember a lot of people were sad about some of the eliminated members um, in the survival show and how that went down. The members will be, the ones from the survival show that are going to be in this group are Kay, Nicholas, EJ, Taki, and Kyungmin. And this group is gonna be J- Big Hit Japan's starter group, their very first group. Allegedly, they are planning on building a foundation somewhat in Japan for the group and then moving outward globally as time goes on. Additionally, these members aren't going to be the only ones in the group. Big Hit will be holding an audition for a few more members to be added on. And I don't think there's an official group date yet, um, debut date, but, but we do know what's happening sometime during this year. My bet is on... Hmm, June, August at the latest, and May at the earliest. That's what I think. Well, that wraps up this episode. We're going to have an announcement in a second. I'm really sorry that I didn't have much entertainment this week's episode. I don't know. Maybe I did. Maybe I'm just being self-judgmental, but I'll definitely be working on that in the future. I have lots of ideas on things more than news because I don't really want this to be just a news show. I really want to have a a fun K-pop talk show almost, if that makes sense. I have some ideas I'm going to be implementing, especially a lot of ideas about ways to make this a very interactive experience between me and you, the audience. Some contests are in the making, contests, contests, some contests are in the making, some special segments. I just really, like, I really want to have fun with this, like, no limits. I have a lot of stuff I'm planning. I hope you're here for it. If you have ideas on stuff you want me to include in the podcast episode next week or whenever, please, please, 
please definitely feel free to tweet me at Adori Podcast with the hashtag Adori Check This Out or just like DM me, like whatever you want, bro. And I will 100% read it and give it a full consideration. Now time for an announcement. Starting next episode. I will be having a segment every episode where I answer voice messages from my audience. To leave a voice message for me, just go to my anchor.fm slash Adori podcast website. Again, that's anchor.fm slash Adori podcast and click the message button. It's a voice message and I will be able to play your message the episode after you leave it and I'll respond to you. The message can be about something I said in the podcast, about something you saw recently in the K-pop sphere. It can be about a group you just found that you love. And it, I mean, dude, it can be about anything. If there's a performance you're dying for me to talk about or to review, just be sure that you feel comfortable with your voice message and what it contains being on my podcast. Because when you record the message, it's going to be able to be used on my podcast. All I care about is that it's appropriate and that you're comfortable. So this segment will be called Mailbox and it's going to be so cute and I'm so excited. So again, go to anchor.fm slash Adori podcast. That's Adori with two eyes and leave a message for me. And then check back in next week's episode to hear my response and to hear your voice in my show. Thank you so much for listening this week and remember to say hello to the first thing you see tomorrow morning when you wake up for good luck if you feel like staying connected with me throughout the rest of the week until next episode follow me on twitter at adori podcast and that's adori with two eyes if you find something you think i should consider discussing in my podcast please make a tweet about it and include the hashtag adori check this out and tag me in it Lastly, if you want to be featured in the next episode, leave me a voice message through the message button on my Anchor website, anchor.fm slash Podcast. Again, that's anchor.fm slash Podcast. I will be featuring every voice message during my mailbox segment each episode. The message should be appropriate and have something to do with the podcast or with K-pop. Please remember that when you submit a voice message, I can use it in my podcast, so please make sure you're comfortable with whatever you submit. I don't want anyone feeling embarrassed, uncomfortable, or unsure. So thank you for listening this week. See ya!